I want to talk today about faith. And I've used this terminology before. I, Papa Bill Johnson has used it for years, the violence of faith. You see, we always think faith is like this passive, you know, calm attitude. Someone who just sits quietly but is a great prayer warrior, has great faith, probably do. But some of the greatest known people that have been written about in Scripture had great, great faith, but they weren't the placid, calm people doing nothing. If they made it in here, like you look at Samson, you look at David, you look at Moses, you look at Caleb, you look at all these different Joshua, you look at these people, but you also look at the widow that gave her two pennies. Also great faith. But you see, violence actually happens when you have faith. And I want to explain a little bit of this and read through some scriptures. But when we're born again and we have Jesus Christ in us, we're living the kingdom of God is right here at our fingertips. There's a supernatural realm. As John the Baptist said, you know, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. At hand means touchable. Jesus Christ then said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It means there's a, a kingdom that is touchable. It's where the angelic, the demonic, it's where this whole level lives within the supernatural realm. How many of us believe that there's some sort of a supernatural realm around us? So both John the Baptist, who Jesus later calls the greatest of all prophets, declared it before he met Jesus Christ personally. He declared it, and then Jesus Christ kept declaring it, that the kingdom of heaven is touchable. It's at hand. And so if you really think about it, if the kingdom of heaven is right here, then healing and deliverance is right here. It's right here. You have an addicted issue or problem, maybe someone watching you know, on TV right now has an issue with addiction, healing is right here. You have cancer in your body, healing is right here. I'm gonna call Doreen up here in just a right now she's gonna give a testimony, I just need a microphone. Want me to grab one of these? Come on up, you baptized woman, you. So I want her to give a testimony about someone we prayed about two weeks, two or three, three or four weeks ago. It was a couple months ago. I remember her clearly putting it. Um, she wasn't in the service, but uh, remember we used to have a TV here where we'd scroll down the people that would give prayer requests online. And she was, Doreen gave this prayer request for somebody else. I want to tell you, let her tell you the testimony. Yeah, this, this lady's my neighbor, and um, she had cancer before, but her health wasn't good. She was trying to get her health back from chemo and um, radiation. And so um, she just happened to get another um, call that she, the cancer has come back now. And so I asked her, would you like me to put you on the on our um, live stream because we pray, pastor prays, and then it's, it's passed on to other people to pray for the rest of the week. And she said, yes, please. So as Brent said, we prayed. And, and um, I remember praying publicly live. I yeah. remember her, 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 you coming up and we prayed publicly yeah. live to the camera. So anyways, this past Tuesday, um, she had a meeting because they, they did surgery and then they did a PET scan and they said, well, we're gonna have to have more treatment because we didn't get it all. So she had the meeting on this Tuesday 
And um, she's saying, um, okay, well, what's the treatment going to be? She says, there will be no treatment. All the cancer's gone. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is the real deals, okay? I mean, God is real. How many believe God is real? Jesus Christ is real. He walked on this earth by his stripes, every whip across his back, we get to declare miraculous healing. Now this woman, she literally got miraculously healed. The doctors were very clear and they were gonna put her on some form of treatment and they, the doctors said, you don't need it, the cancer is gone. And so I, I just wanna, again, you know, be clear, you know, you hear lots of testimonies. But we hear testimonies over and over again. Why? Because there's great faith. When you step into faith, violence will start to happen around you. That doesn't mean people are going to be violent, but it could. But what happens is there's a violence that happens between heaven and hell. And a violence starts to rumble in the heavens. Uh, but how many of you know that darkness can never dispel light? Light always dispels darkness. And so the violence is never back into the kingdom of God. The violence is always from the kingdom of God into the darkness of sin. So healing and deliverance is right here. Miracles are waiting for us to grab onto right now in that supernatural realm with great faith. Faith is our reliance on the kingdom that we cannot see with our natural eyesight, but is so close we can reach out and touch it. Our faith needs to be rooted somewhere. If our faith is rooted in us, you will have fear of every disease, every issue, every problem. But when our faith is anchored into the supernatural kingdom of God, then our fear does not affect us because we say, hold it. I'm a son, I'm a daughter of the king. Am I saying no precautions? Do precautions. Have wisdom. Absolutely. But I'll tell you what. I guarantee you beyond a shot of a doubt, God is the author of life, and he's actually the author of death. You say, well, how, what do you mean about that? He sent the angel of death. He actually warned the people, uh, be uh, quarantined. <laughs> Remember the Israelites in Egypt? He actually put him, said, quarantine, stay in your houses, we're going to mark your doorpost. I always thought, well, no one's ever talked about quarantine and about the Bible. And then I got thinking, oh yeah, that's right, they actually did, they got quarantined. But it was for a reason, because God sent the angel of death. Does God want to kill you? No, absolutely not. He wants you to have eternal life. But you know what? You know my stance if you come to this church. I'm a firm believer that the devil does not have power and authority to kill me or take us out because Jesus Christ declared from the throne room of triumph after he resurrected from the dead, he declared all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Faith anchors itself in a much more superior world than this one. I will guarantee you I have no faith in some news reporters. I have no, not put my faith in certain news channels. Does that make sense? Because there is so much fake news. There is so much junk out there. There is such a, a, a two-sided perspective. How many of you know that in every situation there's two sides and there's some middle in between here? This understanding is so critical for us as believers that we need to declare the word of God that without faith, it is impossible to please God. That's what my Bible says. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. My heart and desire on this earth is that I please my Father. Matthew chapter 11, 
verse 11 to 12. Matthew 11, starting in verse 11. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of woman, women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. John the Baptist, greatest prophet known. But he who is in the kingdom is greater than he. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 12, and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So let's look at that scripture because there's a lot of confusion around it. Suffers violence has a couple implications. And when we go into the hermeneutics of this passage, the hermeneutics would suggest that because John was so popular that Jesus was referring to the large crowds wanting a blessing. And all these people would be like an army surrounding the city, trying to capture it, yelling and crying, pushing the doors in. They're trying to get in to get a touch. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Imagine if we were out there and all of our security were pushing people because they were pushing our doors in, trying to get in to get a touch. There would be a violence that would be taking place in the spiritual realm. Another reality for today is that since we have Jesus Christ in us, we have the kingdom of God. But as we sin, we open the door for that violence or that shame to enter into the kingdom, and it causes the kingdom to suffer violence. This is another perspective of that scripture. But the other side of this perspective is that when we live in the relationship and the authority of the kingdom, when we live in the relationship with God, with Jesus Christ in us, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and we live within the name of Jesus Christ and the authority of the kingdom, the violence suffered in the kingdom is but for a moment until we understand our identity. And as soon as we start to understand our identity, this causes the violence of light towards the darkness. So... When we know our identity, the violence, my faith as I grow and build, the violence is not within me. The violence is light into the darkness. Does that make sense? You're all looking at me staring. I love this popular quote. It's been popping around on social media. The devil whispered in my ear, you're not strong enough to withstand the storm. And after that, I whispered in the devil's ear, I am the storm. Two ways to look at it. If you're in a storm, then be Jesus, the example of Jesus Christ. And speak to the wind and the waves and silence them and calm them. Because you know what? There is nothing, nothing too powerful or strong that God has not given us the authority to walk through. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 64, starting in verse 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains might shake at your presence. Now, listen, we're explaining the presence of God. The mountains might shake at your presence. As fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble in your presence, O oh God. What kind of reaction occurs when the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of darkness collide? It's violence. I truly believe some of the things we're seeing right now, 
that are going against the, the foundational core values of America, of Canada, that were built in Christian core values. There is a violence between the light and the darkness. These nations were founded by biblical Christian values. There is a violence from in the light to darkness right now. There is a fight against the foundations of our countries. And I tell you what, I listen to some that are trying to get into the government. And I pray and I pray that some of them don't make it in. Because when you look into their core values, it is anti-Christian to the core. There's a great shaking of violence in that supernatural realm when light goes into the darkness. This violence is not a struggle within the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not at war. The angels aren't fighting for supremacy. They already have it. Jesus, God, Holy Spirit are not fighting for victory. They already have victory. They live in victory. So the kingdom of God is already in victory. The battle is not between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. The battle is between you and me and our decisions on what side we're going to walk in. It's right here. Jesus isn't out there killing demons right now. He's already won them. He has all victory, all power, all authority. And when we walk on this earth, we need to walk with an understanding and an attitude and a hard understanding where, yes, there's peace that passes understanding. And if we have fear of all the issues that are around us, what we're actually doing is not walking in faith. We're walking in the opposite side of true faith. Darkness always flees before the light of God's presence. And that darkness experiences violence as heaven invades it. There's an invasion happening, people. Darkness wants to invade light, but the only way darkness can overpower light is if we turn the light off. We become dim. We become weak. Then our light shines dimmer and dimmer, and I guarantee you darkness will be attacking more and more and more. Amen. Samuel, my grandson. So our fight is actually not so much about darkness or against darkness in our lives. We're not fighting against the darkness. Our struggle is really a more personal inside relationship with God, and our struggle is to be light. That's the fight, if you really think about it. I'm not here to fight the devil. I'm here to actually fight Brent Borthwick and be transformed into receiving light of Jesus, the lifestyle of Christ in my life. And then when you receive light, when did Jesus ever feel his priority on this earth was to fight the devils? It wasn't. It was to literally be light, to bring lightness. Did he cast out demons? Absolutely. Matter of fact, most of them came running and begging for their own lives. I like that. I would rather have a devil come up to me and beg for their life than me trying to go run after a devil. I don't want to be the seven sons of Siva. <laughs> Get beat up and kicked out. No. Nope. But we need to shine light in the times of darkness. We need to be brighter than bright even can be. Amen? The Bible says that you not, cannot take the possessions of a strong man until you first bind him. Your binding isn't to first bind the devil. Your binding is to bind human nature, your own sinful nature, 
bind it in Jesus' name, and I guarantee you the devils will go. And if they attack, there's no effect. Oh, I'm sorry. The Bible does say that the worst can happen is the bruise of our heel. As I say, we're stomping on the devil's head. Because the reality is, is of course the enemy's going to attack. Of course the devil's going to attack. But the stronger we are in Christ Jesus in us, the more we have of his presence in us, the more we have of the Holy Spirit overflowing through us, the less that devil can get close to us. And binding the strong man is sometimes violent. Out of God's mercy and grace, he revealed to us our desperate situation and gave us and showed us hope. 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 If you feel like you're in a desperate situation, hope. Hope is there. Don't lose hope. By faith, we take hold of this hope and we receive the salvation. And when we are saved, there is violence in the heavenlies. I guarantee you there is yelling and screaming in this demonic realm when one person gives their life to Jesus Christ. Our faith defies the devil. And our defiance against the devil doesn't make him happy. And so whenever you start to walk and, and, and go into a greater level of faith, of course the enemy's unhappy. It bugs him. It drives him nuts. No difference. And right now, I bet if you went into some protest down in, in, in America and you stood there with a sign just peacefully saying, Jesus loves you, chances are there will be violence. Or heaven forbid, you said all lives matter, something like that. There will be violence. You don't have to say anything. Just Sometimes just your color, there's violence. And that violence has now become physical and stronger physical. Why? To create fear. Through this faith that we have in Jesus Christ, we join a greater domain. God's kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We say yes to Jesus. More Holy Spirit. Yes. God's kingdom come and his will be done on earth in me as it is in heaven. Luke chapter 10 verses 17 to 20. Luke 10, starting in verse 17. This is when the 70 disciples returned with great joy. And then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Verse 18, and he, that's Jesus, said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over how much power of the enemy? And over all, all, all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. I tell you what, if that doesn't bring some hope into our lives, then we need to find Jesus right now. Verse 20, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. But rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So Jesus, when he sent out the 70 of his disciples to do the work of the ministry, he instructed them to lay the hands on the sick, cast out devils, and declare the good news of the kingdom of God. That's what the instructions for every disciple being sent out was. And when these 70 returned, they're in amazement. They're in astonishment. 
Because when we're obedient to what Jesus tells us, when we're obedient to what God tells us, and I have to be careful here, because so many people feel they hear the voice of God, but they get no counsel, they get no other perspectives at all. No, I've heard the voice of God, I gotta do this. I've had people say, God told me to quit my job. I said, but you have a mortgage. Boy, he's gonna be the provider. He told me to quit my job. You have a car payment. No, he told me to quit my job. Are you sure? Because actually what you're saying goes against the foundational biblical principles of provider. He's the provider, but never does he say in scripture, be lazy and stay at home and pray and never pay your payments. Now, I'm not saying God couldn't tell you to do that. And if your mortgage was covered and your car payments were covered uh, miraculously and everything went well, great. But if you lost your house and you lost your car over it, then you didn't hear God because you didn't pay back your debtors. Oops. So when the 70 returned, they were super excited because they saw themselves doing the very things of Jesus Christ. How many of us would like to go out those doors today and actually lay hands on a sick person and see them get out of the wheelchair? How many of us truly have the guts to do it if you go to a, a store this afternoon or tomorrow and there's a person in the wheelchair, how many truly have the guts to walk up to them, don't put your hand up, but walk up to them and say, my Jesus is going to heal you and take you out of that wheelchair right now. I'm saying this for a reason, because we need to wake up, church. We need to rise up again. We need to know the fire, the power, and the glory that God has put in his name, Jesus Christ, the power and the authority that we walk in because if we don't walk in it then we don't understand our identity to the fullness now maybe you're a little bit more timid my wife is not the type of person that that loves to be in front of everybody and and go do a lot of this stuff but you know what maybe you could be sneaky maybe you're in Safeway and they're in a wheelchair and you go down that aisle even though you don't need to go down that aisle then stand behind them you know, just, just pull something off the shelf. Yeah, look at this rice. I really don't need any rice. But try to leak some of the presence of God onto this person. Try to do something. At least try. What would you do if that person out of the blue got out of the wheelchair? Oh, oh, I'm healed. You'd probably jump in the wheelchair because you couldn't stand. So the 70 returned super excited with great joy. Why? Because they actually did what Jesus said for them to do. When we're obedient to what God is calling us to do, it will bring you great joy. Because the perspective is not to be depressed that the person that didn't get healed. The perspective is to have great joy that you actually listened to Jesus one time. And then Jesus rejoiced with them. But he was so careful, be careful you don't step into pride. Because pride always comes before what? A fall. But I love the part where Jesus says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. You know what Jesus is stating right there? Satan is not in heaven. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
We get so paranoid about Satan sometimes. I want to tell you what. We empower him by our paranoia. We empower him by our fear. Fear fear to demonic realm is like rotting meat to flies. Rotting meat, if you ever have rotting meat out there, flies just love it. They're bombing that rotten meat. Laying the eggs and all these, you know what comes out. So why would we want to be rotting meat? Don't walk in fear. Live in fear. The only fear we're called to have is the fear of the Lord. So what Jesus is stating in that, I saw Satan fall like heaven, is that Satan is not even allowed in heaven. So the more kingdom of heaven you have, the kingdom of God within, the kingdom of heaven at hand, the more we live in that realm, the less Satan you're ever going to see in your life. So when we live in heaven on earth as it is in heaven satan has no power in our life we have to carry this understanding we need to grasp that the kingdom of heaven is touchable it's right here anytime i i feel like i need 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 just something to overcome me in God's presence. I just, I'll sit back sometimes and I'll just be quiet and I'll focus on his presence. I'll start quoting scriptures. Maybe I'll turn some worship music on and I'm gonna start to think and process in my mind, oh God, your presence is right here. Your presence, your kingdom of heaven is touchable and I'm choosing to touch into it. I'm choosing to touch into it. Jesus never brought up a concept of the kingdom of heaven that he did not also demonstrate. I want to encourage us that we shouldn't be talking about things of the kingdom without demonstrating them in our own lives. I would encourage us, so many of us, it's easy to tell everybody else's testimony. It's easy to say, oh, well, so-and-so got healed by so-and-so at Windward today, and we're super excited, and we're going to rejoice, and we celebrate and rejoice. But the whole reason the power of a testimony is, is to encourage us, to give us strength, to give us the confidence to go out and do it ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to get some just some keys up here. So your faith is actually a violent act. You choose faith to live in a lifestyle of faith, then supernaturally, you're the storm for the devil. And you're going to live with a violent, knowing a violence is happening as light penetrates into darkness. Faith is a substance that, that, that lives that lives the place of tenacious trust. If we don't have a tenacious trust, we can't actually live in the substance of true faith. But yet faith is also born out of rest. Uh, and some of us need to take that time of rest to build our faith and to grow our faith. Sometimes we need to just shut the TVs off. Uh, we need to just shut our social media down. Can you imagine just turning your phone off for a couple days? Go for a couple hours even. Because many people just can't. Well, I turn it off when I sleep. Good. Try turning it off in the daytime. The Bible says that it is the Prince of Peace that will crush Satan underneath our feet. In this world around us, there's anguish, there's torment. Demons of hell are dragging sinful people into deception, destruction, and death. 
But there's a violent reaction every time we carry the presence of the glory of God with us into the streets and the marketplaces. I have many, many times in, 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 in traveling to 49 countries of the world, I have many, many times walked into a place and sometimes someone will just get angry at me for standing there. Actually, it's a lot more common with COVID now because I usually don't watch the arrows. I walk backwards. Uh, you know, I, I go in shopping and someone has to let me know there's arrows. Oh. So what I try to do is put my shopping cart in the middle of the aisle and no one will pass me. I'm just kidding, I don't do that. I did that at the beginning and someone yelled and said, get out of the way. I didn't have, my wife asked me to get something. I can't remember what it was. I didn't have a clue what it was. I had to ask a lady. I walked towards the lady, she walked farther away. I walked, I just wanna ask you a question. I, I, my wife needs a cooking supply and I don't know what it is. I went into Staples photocopies so I walked into the store and I said is there is it a mask store like we need masks they said no 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 it's okay so I said okay good I walk around I'm gonna go to the photocopy machines and there's a, a sign there that in this area you need a mask I'm like oh great it's out in the car and this little lady said oh it's okay I, I, I got a mask for you and she took these like 12 inch salad tongs the metal ones and she pulled out of the box the mask walked over and handed it to me. I put it on. I didn't realize when I got back to the car, my wife says, you realize that the dark blue is supposed to be out. I had the dark blue in. I, whatever, you know. I'm like walking around, I guess, with the backwards or inside out. But, you know, I'm sitting there looking at the photocopy machine, and I have a 17-inch paper, and it says that they're supposed to do it, and I have it on there. I cannot figure that thing out. I'm looking at that pad and and touch in and it wants my credit card and I, I go and I don't know how to change the paper size. It should say, what paper size do you want? But I'll say 17. And so, uh, but it didn't say that. And I literally got stuck. I'm pushing this button, that button. Then it says, put my card back in. I'm thinking, is this thing charging me for pushing buttons? And I put my card back in and then it lets me touch some more things. And, and uh, I still couldn't figure it out. I finally got frustrated at the machine. So I left the machine open, I walked to the next machine, put my card in and started going again and it's doing the exact same thing as that machine did. And so I cried out to this guy who was walking over here, it worked there, and I said, hey, could you help me with this photocopier machine? He's like, uh, oh. And so I waited and then he finally came over and he stood back here and I said, how do I, how do I tell it that it's a 17 inch piece of paper? Oh, yeah, I don't know. And he walked away, and I, I'm looking at this thing, and I'm thinking, I'm late for a dinner engagement. My wife's sitting out in the car. All I want is some photocopies. So a young girl comes over with her mask on, and she's about that distance. Here's the machine. I said, I, I, just, I just don't know how to make it to 17-inch paper. Oh, she said, okay. So I see she didn't want to get close, so I step back. She says, no, 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 no. It's a self-serve machine. I can't, I can't even look at the screen legally. I said, what? I, don't touch the screen because I, obviously my fingers were on it. So no, no, I can't. You have to read it to me. So now I'm reading everything, every option, every button. But she figured it out. I thank the Lord for that. But I'm thinking, what's going on? What's happening? 
Are our businesses, our people, our society so fearful that we actually are losing human interaction? The one thing that's the greatest punishment you can ever have in jail is solitary confinement. Lack of human interaction. Be careful. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Do what you need to do to stay safe from influenza, from COVIDs, from H1N1, from whatever it is. Do what you need to do to be safe. But whatever we do, we cannot live in the fear of what ifs, of what ifs. What if you're struck by lightning on a sunny day? Do you realize that people get struck by lightning on sunny days? That there's a storm that you can't see up to 20, 30, 40, 50 miles away? You know how many golfers die each year by flying golf balls and or lightning strikes? How many people die in motorcycle or vehicle accidents? How many people are dying of undiagnosed cancers right now? I just want to encourage you. COVID's the real deal. It's a, it's a virus. It's a, it's a serious virus. Absolutely. Be safe. But please do not live in the fear of it. Know that all authority in heaven and earth was given to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. James chapter 3, verse 16 says that wherever there is a, don't have to turn there, wherever there is a jealousy or selfish ambition, there is disorder in every form of evil thing. Wherever there is jealousy or selfish ambition, there is disorder in every form of evil. I tell you, we need to live in the presence of God. There is no jealousy in the presence. It's a celebration of our identity and who we are. Luke chapter 10, I'm going to reread verse 18 and 19 as I conclude. And Jesus, he, Jesus said to them, I saw Satan fall from heaven. There is no Satan in heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all, over all, over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. If I get COVID, my God knows. If I got in a car accident and I lost, my breath stopped, I get transferred from glory to glory. What's wrong with that? What's bad about that? But you got to live in glory now to be transferred from glory to glory. And glory does not live in the fear or the fear-mongering of this world. It doesn't. And there's people in here and watching on TV, and maybe you've made some bad mistakes. And that load and that pressure has been on you heavily. There's an answer. There's a solution. It's in the Word for every situation. I want to encourage you, and if you're watching on TV right now, I encourage you that if you're starting to feel fear coming in, rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ. Kick it out. 
and dig back into hope that we have through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. The promises of yes and amen. The promises of deliverance, of healing, the power and the authority in the name of Jesus Christ in our lives. Let's all stand. want to encourage us that if we do nothing in these times then you have no way to be successful success comes by doing something I don't fight and go after success in business success in finances success in my marriage, that's not my top priority. My top priority is that I have an intimate relationship with my Father, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus, the Christ, the resurrected, risen Lord and Savior. And out of that intimacy, the greater success I have in that relationship, my marriage is successful. My children are successful. My, my businesses are successful. Things start to happen out of the intimacy. I don't contend for the money. I contend for the richness of the kingdom of God in my life. And out of that, everything else comes. It comes. I want to encourage us today that the more hunger and thirst we have in us, we will rise up more in the presence of God. And in that presence of God, we will have greater revelations, we'll have greater visions, we'll have greater dreams. We'll experience miracle signs and wonders and healings like we've never experienced before out of hunger and thirst for more of Him. It's like having a, a romantic longing for God. Oh, I have a romantic long for my wife for 32 years and counting. But I'll tell you what, my deepest hunger in me is God. It's His Word. It's Jesus Christ. And out of that blessing that comes upon us, it comes to the marriage. It comes to our relationships. It comes to the ministries. It comes. To, it doesn't say, I, you're, you're receive my blessings. It says we all receive each other's blessings. The more we are in tune with him, the more he pours his blessings upon us. And so I want to ask you here today, just bow your heads and close your eyes. I just want to ask you personally, Maybe you've been feeling that fear. Maybe you've been concerned. Maybe you've been feeling like, like my faith just isn't very strong right now. I'm, I'm sort of just making ends meet. Maybe uh, there's fear of a job or fear of COVID or fear of cancer or fear of something that's going on in your life. And you know that it's, it, it's, it's focused in your life. How do you know if fear is focused? What is your main primary, primary thought patterns? 
If your primary thought patterns are fear or something that's going to happen or is happening in your life, then it's focused in the wrong direction. Your primary thought patterns need to be focused into his presence and into his glory. But maybe that's you. Maybe you've known Jesus for many years and, 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 and you just, you've been feeling overwhelmed. You've been, been feeling worn and, and torn and burnt out in some ways with your eyes closed and heads bowed. If that's you, just quickly put your hand up right now. I see those many hands, many hands are going up. I see that. If you're on TV too, just put your hands up right now. Because I want to pray this morning for an encouragement, for a strength. Because I, we all know the answer, every one of us that's in here. And maybe you're here this morning or maybe you're watching on TV right now and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Or maybe you gave your life years ago but you've been living a sinful life. I want to tell you that today is your day. It's your numbers being called today. To believe in Jesus Christ, as, as John 3.16 is so clear, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but will have everlasting life. If that's you this morning and you feel that you just want to give your life back to Jesus or you want to give your life to Jesus and you don't even know how to do that, if that's you, just quickly put your hand and wave at me. I just want to see quickly. If that's you and you want to make that choice today, if there's anyone on TV right now or anyone in here, just wave your hand. I see that hand. Is there anybody? I see that hand. Is there anybody else? I want to give opportunity that this is the day of transformation. This is the day of changes in our lives in Jesus name in Jesus name for those hands that raise for salvation Romans talks very clear that we confess with our mouth that he is Lord so I want to encourage you I'm going to just pray a simple prayer right now it's it's not a prayer that you have to pray but it's just a simple prayer of of confession uh, uh, and if you want to say that I want all of us to say it together so no one feels uncomfortable in any way but just repeat after me, or de me, dear Jesus, I give you my life today. I believe in you, and I trust you. Thank you for giving me from sin today and writing my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The angels, the heavens rejoice at one, two, 10, 50, 100. If you gave your life online, let us know. Send us an email, info at windward.ca or, or, or put a, a comment on. We want to connect with you. And if you're here raising your hand, let's connect right after this service. But for everyone else as well, as we many raise their hands that are just feeling like we need more, let's just pray together right now. I just want to, I feel like to pray. You know what? I'm going to actually ask you, if you're comfortable, just come up front if you just feel a touch is needed and, and try to be social distanced. If you're not comfortable doing that, then don't. That's fine. But I just feel so clearly that we need to pray in Jesus' name. Is there anybody that wants to come up? If you don't, I get it. I totally understand. A few people are coming up. Um, just be comfortable. I don't want to push anyone past what, you know, what they're comfortable with. Um, but at the same time, we can't stop our core Christian faith because of things in the world. We're going to meet together. We're gonna, and I thank the Lord that we can at least have 50 meeting together here. <laughs> and we have 50 in our satellite church as well, too. And... And I anxiously wait for that number to go to 100 to 200 and get back to full-on services. Amen. 
So, Father, I thank you for the people that have come forward right now and the people that have raised their hand for salvation today. Lord, I pray the peace that passes all understanding that can only come from you, Jesus Christ, our living Lord and Savior. And I pray, Father, that today there is a move of your Spirit in the midst right now, that there is a power and an authority that every one of us will start to receive right now, that there will be an impartation of your love, of your glory, of your grace into our lives right now. And whatever mistakes we've made, whatever uh, is, is heavy in our hearts, whatever fear maybe has stepped into, we bind that now in Jesus' name, and we put our faith and our trust in you, Jesus Christ, and in you alone is our faith and our trust. We don't even put it fully in each other. We put it in you first, Lord God. And out of that, we learn to love and trust each other. I pray, Father, that there be a supernatural encounter, an experience of some kind, Lord God, whatever that might look like for each individual, but that every one of us will know that you are real, you are alive, and that your Holy Spirit is pouring out into this building right now and across those airways right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. And we thank you for the miracle of cancer being healed. And we pray now for cancers, uh, for tumors, uh, for kidneys, for blood disorders, for influenza, for, for COVID patients, anyone who has a disease, a sickness, or a virus. We pray in the name of Jesus, a miraculous healing touch in every one of them right now. Any soreness in the body, uh, left arm, left elbow, shoulder, pain, be healed now in Jesus' name we pray. We pray, Lord God. Someone uh, is about a job in jobs, and I know there's a lot of up and downs with jobs right now, but I sense a husband, uh, maybe a wife will stand in the gap to pray for the husband because there's been some ups and downs in the job, and I feel like God is ready to open a new season, says the Lord, a new season for this man to get into the workforce in the workplace in another area, in another, another level, with favor and blessings upon it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for our frontline workers, Lord God. We thank you for all of the, the, the ambulance, the police. We love our police force, Lord God. And, and I ask, Lord God, that we fund them more. <laughs> I ask, Lord God, that we bless our police that keep our country safe, Father. I ask that we, we bless our doctors, our nurses, Lord God, everyone who helps in the ambulance services, Father, our fire departments. We have our own uh, firemen downstairs, newly married, uh, 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 Misha. Uh, yeah, just uh, may we bless you guys. And we know that you guys are in the satellite church right now. And we just bless them. They just got married last weekend uh, in Jesus' name. And I heard he just got a full-time position too uh, in the fire department. So we thank you for that blessing uh, in Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you. And we thank you, Father, for all of our store employees, our food workers, our truck drivers, our bus drivers, anyone that, 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 that is, is literally on the front lines. We bless them, Lord God. And we thank you. Keep them safe and protected, we pray. I pray for these, these fierce fighting uh, destruction, these protests that are nothing about peace. They're violence, especially south of the border. I pray, Father, that there is some move of the Holy Spirit that will come over those areas and cities and regions. And I, again, I just feel to pray for the police, especially south of the border. I just, I just pray, Lord God, they are beat up and, and, and feel rejected. And there's the highest rate of retirement ever in the police, right? Police forces. And the highest 
uh, people leaving the police force and the lowest number of applications ever in the history of police force. I, I just pray, Lord God, let them know that we need them and we want them to keep us safe. I pray for the politicians to quit wasting money. And if you're going to change monies around, put it into the right places and take it out of the wrong places in Jesus' name. I pray for our prime minister, for all of our leaders in our provinces. I pray, Father, that there will be a move of your presence, that there will be a wisdom of the word of God come upon them as they make decisions. I pray, Lord God, I, I don't understand what our governments are doing sometimes, but some of the decisions that are being made, but I pray, as my Bible says, I will not slam you, I will not slam you, I will pray for you, says the Lord God, in my word, says pray for our governments, and so I pray every day, multiple times, for our prime minister, and for our government officials, for our health and medical staff and, and leadership, I pray every day that we pray, Father, give them wisdom. And I pray, Father, I, I'm starting to feel there's an attack against Christianity in our own country. I rebuke that attack in Jesus' name. I ask, Lord God, that you will keep the churches strong, not just what they were, but stronger, Father. And I pray that we don't have to go underground, but I know one thing, Lord God, I will never stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if that puts me in jail, then I will preach it in jail. But I will never stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because that is a salvation that this world needs to hear. That is the answers that this world needs to hear. And we thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Christ Jesus. And thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray that we have strengthened as warriors today. And when we go out that door, we walk in a bright light of the presence of Jesus Christ as testimony to our marriages, our families, our friends, our jobs, and our businesses. And all the people said, Amen.